Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of One Man's Triumphs Through Life. I'm JR, your host. Um, first, I want to thank you guys for um, just continually to support me. I want to thank you guys for continuing to listen listen to my story. I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate the feedback and all the positive messages that I've been getting, you know, and so that definitely means a lot to me, you know, and so this right here is part B of uh, BBC, you know, growing up on Valley View, you know, and um, yeah, let's just jump right back into it. So uh, junior high, junior high, I went to Walker Junior High. Um, junior high was cool. Walker was cool. I didn't find anything wrong with the teachers. You know, um, during the time I was in junior high, I think I was like the tallest dude at Walker, you know, and so I was pretty big. Um, I think one summer I had shot up, I shot up maybe like four or five inches, you know, in one summer when I was uh, in junior high. So um, I definitely became the tallest in the school. But um, going to Walker and things like that, by me just being the tallest, I never thought I was the baddest, you know, that was in me. Like I was just your average, big, friendly giant. You know, I was known as the protector, you know, never, never really liked violence. Never, um, never. I hated bullying, bullying. um, And still to today, I hate bullying. And that's just the type of guy I am. So I never stood for bullying. And and, um, I was always the protector and the gentle giant, you know, and so, um, you know, one thing I do remember about, you know, bullies and stuff like that, um, <laughs> there was this dude that uh, went to Walker as well, and I'm not going to say any names, but if you guys remember, then you remember, but um, he was this Samoan dude, kind of big, if not my height, probably a little under me. You know, and so uh, one day at recess or whatever, he had slapped my cousin, but he hit my cousin with a water bottle. It was a water bottle. And so he slapped my cousin with a water bottle across the face. And so my cousin, little Rob, he came, you know, he's crying, you know, and I'm up there. I forgot who I was chilling with, but he was crying. And so I'm like, what happened? You know, he's like such and such hit me with a water bottle. And I'm like, okay, you know, and so me being the big cousin, you know, and the the type of person that I am and what I stand for, I have to press him, you know. And so the dude that I, the Samoan that I had to press had a reputation, you know, and so he claimed to be from a blood gang and his family claimed to be from a blood gang. I don't, I, I don't know, you know, if they, if he really was or if he wasn't, you know, and so, um, I had to press him, you know, and so I pressed him at <laughs> I pressed him at uh, recess or lunch or whatever, you know, and he didn't want no problem with me or whatever. Um, but I had to let him know, like, hey, you know, this is my cousin, you know, and so he kind of switched it up and said he didn't know it was my cousin. But I knew I knew for a fact that he knew it was my little cousin, you know, and so. But that's just one little thing. We didn't come to blows or anything like that. We were supposed to fight. I think like two days later, he got suspended. And two days later, he rolled up to the school and we was all, you know, supposed to go to the park and fight. But teachers got word of it and 
whatever happened happened, you know, and so we left it at that. Um, so after that, you know, I think that was the only, you know, confrontation that I ever had, you know, in junior high, you know, um, um, at Walker and Walker was cool. I mean, like I said, the teachers was cool. Um, I remember choir, you know, um, different things like that. I think I tried out for band when I was at Walker (laughs) and, uh, I played like the saxophone or something like that. It was like jazz band or something like that. But, um, yeah, that ended within like three months, (laughs) but I wasn't good at it. So yeah. And Walker, you know, came by fast, you know, and so soon it was time to move across the street you know, and those of you that know Walker knows the high school across the street. So I went to Kennedy High School, you know, fighting Irish. Um, and Kennedy was dope. You know, there was never any doubt in my mind that I was going to any other school. You know, most people went off to Cyprus. Most people went off to Savannah, Western, wherever, you know, the surrounding other, you know, Buena Park High high schools was, but me, I knew for a fact I was going for Kennedy, you know, and so, um, went to Kennedy, you know, uh, obviously played football, um, never played football before, you know, I had my little cousin that played Pop Warner, I watched it, I was always interested in it, you know, but never played it before, you know, getting to high school, so, um, yeah, I went out for football, and, uh, I knew that I was going to make the team just because of my size and stuff like that. And so I went out for football. (laughs) And um, the thing I remember about football is because Eddie, Eddie P, uh, Deshaun, um, Calvin, Calvin Smart, like all of them. I think Calvin and Deshaun was already across the street. So I was a year behind them. But I knew that they was going to help me through, you know. And so the thing... I remember first about football was Hell Week, bro. Hell Week was something crucial. And um, I remember still to this day, you know, going out for Hell Week. And, uh, man, the coaches was making us do up, downs, bear crawls. We had to run, everything. He ran us into the ground. And I remember almost giving up, almost quit. (laughs) And we was doing, uh, I forgot we were doing bear crawls. And um, I looked to the side of me. And Eddie P was on the side of me. And uh, I looked at him. I was like, hey, bro, I'm about to quit. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. Football is not for me, you know. And so I remember Eddie looked at me. He was like, you better not quit. You better not quit. (laughs) And I was like, bro, I'm dying, bro. (laughs) And Eddie was like, nah, nigga, you better not quit, you know. And so I was like, all right, fuck it, you know, if you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know? And so, um, man, I didn't quit because of Eddie P that day, man. And, uh, I made it to the football squad because of him type thing, you know? And so, yeah, Kennedy was dope. My freshman year, I went out for football, made the team. I think I went out for everything freshman year. I played a little soccer, didn't make the team. I went out for basketball, didn't make the team, you know? And so I think football was the only thing I kind of pretty much made, you know? And so, yeah, it was it was cool. Freshman year was lit, man. We had everybody, you know. Um, if y'all remember, I remember my cousin, my cousin Brandon, you know. 
Brendan, Brendan was the life, man. Brendan was the life of the crew, you know. And um, Brendan was supposed to go to Jordan High, you know, because he begged his mom. He begged his mom to send him to Jordan High School in Long Beach. But auntie was like, nah, you're going to go to Kennedy, you know, just because of the surrounding, you know, and it's a good school or whatever. So Brendan came on to Kennedy, man, and uh, he was the life of the party. You know, he was always dancing. That's what I remember about my cousin the most. He was ready to dance and ready to race any damn body on foot. <laughs> like anybody, man. I remember first meeting him, he bust out the house and was like, who want to race? He was angry <laughs> and always ready to race somebody, bro. And so that was just Brandon, man. And um, it was a, it was a couple of us at Kennedy, man. Everybody from Thomas, Eddie P, Junior. You know, Jr. you know, Corey, Deshaun, Lil Rob, Calvin Smart, my boy Calvin, Calvin Sullivan, and even the girls, man, like Sandra, Francine, Mickey, Salima, Tara, Aisha, Jasmine, Lutu, Jessica Lutu, the Lutu sisters. Um, so much more, man. Jessica, um, you know, just so many, so many people I can name off, man. And it's just made Kennedy who Kennedy was. It was we were all young. Um, it was just a vibe, you know. And if you were in any of the surrounding areas, I think Kennedy was the high school to be at, you know. And um, we had this little crew called the Hard Hitters, you know. <laughs> and so uh, the Hard Hitters, that's just who we was, man, you know. And so... Uh, we 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 didn't run Kennedy or anything like that, but we were definitely just, you know, the popular um, type group or whatever, you know. And so um, one thing that stands out to me the most about Kennedy <laughs> was uh, one day at the school, we were supposed to go to a Chinese food spot. There was a Chinese food spot down the street. Um, and those of you who know Kennedy remember the. Chinese food spot um, down the street. I forget the cross street, but it was like a five to ten minute walk or whatever. So one day, I guess Eddie had went to the Chinese food spot, Eddie P. And um, he was in there ordering food. So it was some some dudes in there messing with him, I guess, you know, and um, they happened to be white or whatever races. And um, one of them had called him a the n-word you know it called him a nigger or whatever you know and so eddie heard it and then he got on the phone and he called us he was like some you know some dudes up here messing with me tripping or whatever so me being me i'm already on it you know i'm like hey somebody up there messing with it and i had little robbie it was me little rob uh brandon um oh and the homie antoine Antoine Murphy. <laughs> and so uh, we push up to the Chinese food spot, right? And so we were like looking. And um, I remember that day because Auntie Angie was supposed to come pick us up, you know. And so we go up to the Chinese food spot and um, we see Eddie. And uh, so Eddie comes out and he's already angry and stuff. And we didn't see the dudes that was messing with him. They were still inside the Chinese food spot. So we get in the car. Auntie Angie already dared to pick us up. We get in the car and Eddie tells Auntie Angie. <laughs> and Auntie Angie was so gay that she bust a bitch, turned the car around quick. Was like, who? 
And then, so we already knew it was up after that. So we go back to the Chinese food spot. Eddie jumped out. He was like, there they go right there. <laughs> and so we jump out and Eddie on him, Eddie on him. And he was like, who want to fight me? <laughs> That's what Eddie said to one of the, you know, the dudes that called him the N-word. And so we all hop out the car and um, one of the dudes stepped to Eddie and Eddie get down. Eddie punch him. And so we fight and they tried to rush Eddie, you know, and uh, Twan jumped in. You know, we all jumped in. And so we up there scuffling and fighting. <laughs> and the fight separated. And this is why I knew Auntie Angie was gangster because she yelled, get in the car, get in the car. And we all jumped in the car. Auntie Angie burned rubber, bro. <laughs> she burned rubber, bro. And we was gone. We was out of there, you know. And so um, that's one of the things I remember, man, just, you know, part of Kennedy, you know, it was. Uh, brotherhood, you know, friends and stuff. And we stuck together, you know, and so, and that was just who I am. That was just who I was, you know. Um, You can do anything to me, but the moment you did something to my friends or my family, then I was on you, you know. And so I was always uh, ready to protect and defend my boys, you know. So that was that, you know. And um, I remember one time, uh, I was at school and I got word that some dude wanted to fight me and he wanted to fight me over a female and I had no idea why. And that wasn't me. I was I wasn't trying to fight over a female. But if you wanted to see me, then you had to see me type thing, you know. And so I remember being at home and I had barely got home. I hadn't even been there for like 10 minutes. And my little brother come upstairs and was like, there's some boys outside looking for you. And I'm like, what? You know, who? And so I go to my Nana's room and I look out her window. And so her window's overlooking the driveway where her van is. And I see like three dudes hiding behind a van. And then I see like two or three more hiding around like the corner on Valley View Street. So I'm like, okay, they here to jump me. <laughs> so I go downstairs and I go, <laughs> I go out the front door, right? I go out the front door and I hit the fence. I hop the fence. I go get some of the homies that stayed next door. So, and I can only find like two of them. So they're like, you know, let's go. Somebody trying to jump me. So I go, I come back and um, I go into Nana's garage and Nana's already in there like she, you know, if you know Nana, Nana was always cooking, you know, and so she's already serving lunch to the kids. I think it was Tyra and Tyler, you know, the twins and my little brother, Jamal. And so she's serving lunch to them and stuff already. And then I'm like, Nana, close the garage, close the garage, you know, because obviously we're about to get down. And <laughs> and Nana was so gangster, man. Nana dropped the food and came outside, like rushing outside, trying to press up on one of the dudes. <laughs> so I had to like grab Nana. I'm like, Nana, no, stop, stop. Like, <laughs> get back in the garage, you know. And Nana was like, oh, and I'm like cussing them out, you know. And so I closed the garage door. And when I'm closing the garage door, I run underneath the garage to go outside to leave Nana inside with the kids. And so... I square up with the dude, whatever. We end up getting down. We end up fighting, whatever. He went in separate ways. Um, 
but it's funny because I'll never forget that day. You know, it it was funny to me. It stands out the most because that was Nana. You know, Nana was ready to fight, always. <laughs> you know, if anybody came messing with family, she it didn't matter. You know, she was ready to step to you. So um, that day was funny, you know. And so um, with Nana, it was it was always a good day. It was always a good day, you know. Um, when it came to, you know, her feeding us and, you know, and taking care of us, she always did the best she could, you know. And so I think Nana only bad days with Nana was, you know, she she had a little bit of like, you know, a drinking problem and whatnot, you know. And I remember days that, you know, her bad days, whether it was, you know, she was wasn't feeling good or feeling down or depressed or anything like that, she would, you know, obviously drink and whatnot, you know. And so I would come home, you know, and she'd be drunk a little bit or whatever. And I'd help her in her bed and lay her down. But that following day, it never stopped her from getting back up. It never stopped her from getting back up and cooking breakfast, cooking dinner. And, you know, the day would go on. You know, that was just the way it was, you know. And so... Moving on, I think I was in my junior year, my junior year of high school, and um, I was still at Kennedy during the time. But by this time, you know, hitting like 17-ish, I thought I kind of knew everything, you know. And, you know, when you're 17, you're hanging out with your boys, you know, um, coming home late, you know, and just ready and willing to hang out with any and everybody, you know. I think for me, most of the time I was out with, you know, Lil Rob, Brandon, um, Eddie, and we was always just chasing, you know, girls and whatnot. So um, I remember one night coming home kind of late, Nana kind of tore into me, you know. And so Nana was yelling at me or whatever. And so I was like, all right, whatever, I'll leave, you know. I thought I knew every damn thing, thought I knew everything, man. And so I remember I packed my clothes you know, and um, I packed a bag and I waited till everybody fell asleep that night. And uh, I left, man. I left like around 3 a.m. in the morning. Didn't know where the hell I was going, you know. And this is the most pivotal part of my life because during that time at the age of 17, I didn't really know how good I had it, you know. And I kind of took that for granted, you know. I kind of took a lot of that for granted how good I had it, you know, and so, and a lot of it, you know, I can blame on my past and my childhood and the struggles that I was going through, you know, and so 17, I decided to leave Nana's house, you know, and so I was leaving VVC, you know, and so I didn't have nowhere to go. And I remember like around five o'clock in the morning, only person I could call was Eddie, and Eddie had spent the night that night at Deshaun's house. So I pulled up to Eddie and Deshaun over at Deshaun's house. And they like, yeah, you can stay here, you know, for a little bit. <laughs> until <laughs> Only for a little bit, though, until my mom and them come. And then you got to go, bro. <laughs> you know, and so I was like, all right, cool, cool. You know, and so um, I uh, end up staying there and um, we end up working out. Or whatever. I think Eddie was in the back lifting or whatever. So, 
you know, they had asked me, well, what's next? You know, what are you going to do? And so I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, um, during this time, my mom was in and out of my life. So I didn't know my next move. I called my cousin, my cousin Martel. And during this time, he stayed out in the valley. And so he was like, yeah, I know where your mom stayed, you know. And um, I was like, okay, cool. Like, can you take me to her, you know? And so my cousin agreed to come on out to Buena Park and pick me up uh, with all my bags and stuff. So I remember he pulled up. (laughs) He pulled up in his mom's van, the green machine. (laughs) And uh, so I threw my bags in there, man. And um, I looked at Deshaun and Eddie. I was like, hey, man, I'm out. You know, and so I thanked them for, you know, just sticking by my side. And um, I jumped in the van, you know, and um, after I jumped in the van, that's when I left. I left Buena Park. Um, I left Kennedy behind. I left um, friends, close friends behind. I left people behind that really cared about me, you know. And so and me just being 17 you know, not really thinking about others, but just thinking about myself, you know, I, I made that decision, you know, and so um, I left and went out to the valley, you know, and so that was just, that was just the, the decision that I decided to make, you know, and so now I'm out in the valley, so we're going to go ahead and stop right there. Um, that's basically my part B of growing up in Buena Park, VVC, you know, um, I enjoyed it, man. That was the best part of my life, you know, and I really, really wanted to pay tribute to my Nana because she was the best part of my life. A lot of things that I know today is because of that woman, you know, and so she stood by my side. She took my brothers in. She changed my life, you know, and even like from cooking, you know, her recipe stuck with me like I could make some mean ass macaroni and cheese (laughs) on any given day. But I owe that to Nana. You know, she showed me some things, you know, and she taught me some things through life, you know, and how to love family, you know, and she was very family oriented. So, um a big part of my life and the reason why I'm still breathing and living today is because of my nana, you know, and so to my nana, I say rest in peace, um, rest easy. You were missed, you are missed, everybody here misses you, and we love you so much for touching us, you know, and, and being a major part of our lives, you know, and so for that, I'll ever, ever, ever be grateful, you know, and so yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and end it right there. Um, what I do want to say is everything that I talk about on this podcast is my story. You know, it's my story and my story alone. And it's up to me to tell that story the way that I want to tell it. You know, and so if you're offended by anything that I talk about, you know, or... um if not only to offend it, but, you know, take anything the wrong way. All I ask is that, you know, you reach out to me, you know, reach out to me, you know, just don't reach out to my family. 
something, reach out to my friends, anything like that, you know, just come to me if you want to discuss anything. And like I said, I'll do my complete honest and um, honest truth to give you the answers that you want, the answers that you need. But this right here is my story and I tell it the way that I want to tell it, you know, and yeah. So until next time, you guys love one another. Be blessed. Okay.